guys, or welcome back to another episode of Normalising Life. Uh, today we have got a special, um, a special episode of our first one with a guest on. So, who are we going to have on today, Rob? We have Freya Morrow, Olympic weightlifter, female Olympic weightlifter, who is top of her game and hoping for a big future. Yeah, I met her when um, they did the opening at the Black Wolf Fitness Gym, and we did like a training session together. And my God, like she is. She's so strong for a size. Like yeah. she's she's tiny. Like her Instagram's Freya fifty five kilo, isn't it? So yeah. she's like fifty five kilo, and she's putting some silly weight above her head for a weight, like nearly doubling her. I bet I bet she can actually double her weight, can't she? In, in her cleans? No, not yet. I think. Oh, she did get one ten. I think she did. Yeah. But we'll talk to her here anyway, and we'll we'll yeah, yeah. we'll get to know her a lot better. So introducing Freya Morrow. I hope you like it. I am here with Freya Morrow. And me. Come on, mate. And, Don't forget um, that, mate. It's, it's not really as important. But, um, yeah, we've been talking with Freire. Well, I've been talking with Freire for, since we started Hybrid Academy, pretty much, and got to know her a bit more. And every time she puts up an Instagram post, I'm just baffled at how she does it. But, yeah, introduce yourself, Freire, and let everyone know who you are. Um, I'm a Team GB weightlifter. Um I've been training in weightlifting for about six years, I think it is. Um, I had a, I think it was a year and a bit maybe in CrossFit, uh, but I was a gymnast for 10 years as well. So I've always done some type of sport because um, that's really the only thing I, I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like we, we met at that Black Wolf, um, the Black Wolf gym opening. Um, and I just saw, saw you doing your, your kind of your your session there, and it was just crazy. Some of the numbers you're putting up for your for your sides is 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 insane. But she wasn't she wasn't <laughs> not just like so we we were there. It was like a cordoned off a little bit of the gym where we could all work out, and like everyone else were just kind of just watching us work out. <laughs> Like, stood in like, like your eye line as well and I was like I don't want to stare you out while I'm lifting it's so <laughs> awkward <laughs> it was funny it was a good day though it's a really good gym that Black Wolf but um, all gyms are shut at the minute so <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter yeah crap well saying that Freya you've got a you've got a pretty good setup in your garage don't yeah. you I am it's small and it's freezing and I'm yeah. not allowed a heater in there because apparently it costs too much. <laughs> because I think if I did have a heater in there, I'd literally have it on for my whole session. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, it's warm enough now. I'd just keep it on. <laughs> that shows such determination and willpower, though, to go down in the garage and train in the freezing cold. And like, it's, it's, it's what makes it harder like... as well is doing the Olympic lifts like doesn't really warm me up the only part that warms me up is actually doing my accessories at the end of the session because they're more like bodybuilding so it's like quite it's more reps um and I usually like superset them as well so it's like one after the other a little bit of a break and then back into it so that's the part where I'm warm and then I'm like well I finished my session now <laughs> yeah oh that's good it's, it's good to see like determination like I find it so hard to get motivated going to your home gym like it's just it's in your own house I like the aspect of going to a gym and training in a gym like going out of your way to do it so yeah well my is my garage is like it's not a bit of a what it's like you we have to walk around the street to get to it because it's like oh, at the right, okay. house. that's even worse so, 
<laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like snowing outside at the minute as well and i'm like looking yeah. at it like i really don't want to go outside <laughs> i've seen you i've seen you trailing shorts the other day as well <laughs> honestly i stepped outside and i was like i regret this decision so much but because it is a walk back to the house i didn't just want to like walk back to the house because i knew i just wouldn't do my session because i'd realized how nice and warm and cozy it is and i wouldn't want to go back out so i was like just stick it out get it done with and then just come in and get a nice bath <laughs> <laughs> do you not know feel like it takes absolutely ages to like actually warm up and like mobilize before your session because yeah, one of the things I hate when it's cold I hate winter is like I've got to spend 15 minutes on the on the stairmaster or treadmill before I can even fucking do anything definitely yeah it's horrible like there's still people out running in it and I just don't get how <laughs> why like, it's so crazy <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll start the podcast off with uh, a day in the life of Friday tomorrow. Uh, what is your, what's your get up time and what's your go to bed time and what's in between? Yeah, um, I like to get up around half seven, eight. Um, at the minute, because of lockdown, I seem to want to stay in bed a bit longer. So I'm trying to not like, like punish myself or make myself feel bad just because I want that extra like half an hour just in bed. But then I do because I, I am a morning person, so I like to get up and get everything done. Yeah. Um, but lockdown's obviously just thrown everything off. Oh, it's hard to get up during lockdown. Definitely. Yeah. Um, through the week, I it depends if I've got a double session or not. So on a Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, I have double sessions. So I usually train in the morning and then in the afternoon. Um, if I'm not training in the morning, I usually get uh, some of my um revision done because I'm doing my level three personal training qualification um so I'm either doing that or catching up with clients uh, on my online weightlifting coaching thing so you coach on <laughs> that as well you, you coach on your online and you're doing yeah, your... so yeah I've got my weightlifting level one hopefully I'm trying to get in for my weightlifting level two but I really struggle with all the online stuff um as in, like, getting a qualification online. Yeah. I would rather go to a workshop, get it done, and then I've got it. Yeah, um, and obviously, there's, there's no competitions at the minute anyway, so it's not like I'd be taking any of my clients to any competition soon. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I've got... I had I, When I was in college, I did my um, fitness instructing level two and then um, decided that, well, I might as well get my level three while we're in lockdown not actually doing anything like I don't know if I actually want to use it yet or use it straight away but obviously it is another qualification behind you for when obviously weightlifting isn't a thing anymore <laughs> yeah how long is the weightlifting course because uh, I know the CrossFit wants the same idea where you can just get CrossFit you don't have to get personal training before you can just go straight to the CrossFit but uh, is it the same my, idea as a course or whatever yeah so the weightlifting level one that I did it was just a weekend thing I think it was like two days actually so like Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. Um, but this personal training one that I'm doing, they give you like a year to complete it, but I'm hoping to get it done in less than a year. Because right. you can get it done in less than a year. It's just obviously, because you can do it online, people usually are still working full time beside, like on the side of doing the course. Yeah, I did mine. I, I did two units in an evening on, on mine. I mean my background in physio meant like the anatomy physiology bit was like a breeze but it was like 
when I did my level three, I just did blasted through two of the units in one evening. It was just the practical stuff that it took me ages to get around to actually filming that. Um, yeah, that's, I did that's, that's what I'm probably going to struggle with as well. Like the anatomy and physiology isn't as, like I, I find it hard to remember words and I'm not really good at speaking yeah. or reading. So oh, you're, you're speaking to the right guy. It's like when, when me and Rob try and like we chat in our little our messenger, he's just like, what are you saying? Like, that no, just doesn't like make I sense. know what I'm saying, but yeah. someone else won't have a clue what I'm trying to explain. Adam's but. texting yeah. me and I think I just suddenly get this like you're reading his messages. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like with they say it's it's surprising about elements of the anatomy in that course that's actually wrong. Like it's like I've got a degree in physio, so it's like that bit is like my level of knowledge on the anatomy is kind of next level of what you need from a PT qualification. And there's just stuff in the actual anatomy part of the course where I'm like, that is I'm definitely right and I got that question <laughs> wrong, but I'm definitely right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what happens on personal training courses and I feel like at the minute literally anyone can go out and get the level three personal training if they put the mind to it yeah, like, yeah. it's crazy how many PTs are actually out there yeah it's and how many PTs are like PTs doing everything well. wrong and it's just oh my yeah. god yeah, yeah. No, no, I think that's the that's the thing isn't it? it's been book smart like loads yeah. of people at uni have been book smart <laughs> and actually practically smart and it's like I'm sure you you are an Olympic weightlifter like you you know how to do it so when it comes to these elements you're gonna be better at it because you're good at it already yeah. rather than someone learning the theory and trying to put the theory into place but not actually knowing the practical element of it it's that's that's like a rabbit hole that i could talk to for ages about pts and stuff like that yeah this is this is, this is podcast, not yours yeah, no. <laughs> i'll be quiet again <laughs> yeah um so obviously a big part of uh, any sort of athlete is diet and nutrition what do you say about your diet and nutrition is that on point not on point like I don't think anyone's is on point if you were to go off what people like should be eating yeah um but I have a nutritionist so um they work out like sometimes they work out my calories but sometimes they'll work out the macros and then whatever their macros work out as that's the calories that I just end yeah. up having <clears throat> um so I've been with them for like two years I think it is um maybe just over um but before that I was so bad like really honestly I think what made it worse was I, I lived at home and then like my mum's a nutritionist as well but obviously you don't listen to mum do you like nah. like she doesn't she's got a qualification but she doesn't actually know what she's talking about <laughs> <laughs> um so when I was at home like doing CrossFit and stuff obviously doing CrossFit you can you can get away with eating more than what you should be doing anyway because you just burn it off and I were doing two CrossFit sessions a day most days um and then when I started weightlifting um I ended up putting like six kilos on <laughs> and like I, I didn't really notice it but like I knew I were getting a bit like chubby and looking back at pictures at the time I thought oh I'm a weightlifter I'm a crossfitter like I'm strong I can do whatever but looking back at pictures now I'm thinking why did I ever think looking like that was good like that <laughs> weren't good <laughs> um and then I moved to Loughborough to to train like full-time if you want um and obviously because like my parents weren't there it was kind of a way of like oh I've got like free reign of what I'm buying for food 
and I knew a bit about nutrition just from like what my mum had told me and stuff but it's actually hard to put it into place when you are like 17 years old um but since then it is better it's loads better and I'm eating veg and fruit and stuff now so. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you work before <laughs> <laughs> and would you so your nutritionist gives you all this uh all the information do you actually read it or you just do it and say or do you actually know what calories you're on are you in a surplus at the minute or uh, no i'm actually trying to put weight on at the minute yeah um like i don't know what's happened to me i don't know if it's lockdown but over christmas i got i got ill really ill um i got tonsillitis and i don't know if you've ever had it but you can't eat you can't drink you just can't talk it's the painfulest thing ever um and i ended up actually losing two and a half kilos um which wasn't fun over Christmas like watching everyone yeah. eat and drink <laughs> yeah like you're supposed to put weight on over Christmas yeah um I, I did I put enough on for both of us don't worry <laughs> no, I put plenty on <laughs> chef I do that <laughs> um so like I am fully better now and everything but my body just seems to not want to put the weight on like I'm I'm on um I think it's around 2000 calories at the minute uh, and it'll probably keep going up because I'm just not putting the weight on like I could compete right now I like I'm under 55 kilos yeah, yeah. which like I, I Wait, never are you as strong as you need to be for the competition uh, not yet like luckily I've got five weeks of training so um like I'm still doing well at the minute because I have got five weeks my um percentages aren't that high and like they are feeling a little bit heavier but it is probably because it's freezing outside and I did have two weeks off so I don't think like it's the weight that's affecting me because I am actually eating the calories it's just the weight that's not going back on if that makes sense yeah I get you yeah well at least you've got it on key now like five weeks is it online online competition you have coming up or well I was supposed to be flying out to France for the competition Ooh. um but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah. What um, day is it supposed to be, sorry? Uh, it's between the 13th and 15th of February, I think. Oh, it's going to be right hit or miss, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very close um, to the line there. Like, I've not heard anything yet, but it's probably not going to go ahead. So not, I don't think they'll tell you. A lot of competitions <laughs> that I've uh, either been to or entered and coming up, it usually a week or two before they cancel it because they want to just build up all the anticipation they can build all the sort of publicity they can and then a few weeks before cancel it postpone it so they'll have all the people yeah. that were going to go to keep going and then sign yeah. up for whenever it's going to be yeah to. but that's really crap for like you guys as athletes like prepping and kind of peaking for competition it just throws everything off doesn't it so it's yeah well the thing is like this this competition is it, it i kind of have to do it no matter what <clears throat> so it's a, a commonwealth games qualifier competition so it has to be done if I want to try and qualify for the games anyway. Yeah. It was just a bonus that I was flying out to France to do a competition, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But do you reckon that there's a chance of them changing it to online, maybe? Uh, no, because the French competition is one of the uh, lifting league competitions. Oh, so it has to be weighed out perfect so and all that sort of stuff. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and it's like teams competing against different teams, so... Like, usually everyone's in France because of all French. I'm just the only, like, English person. All right. And you had a French, French team? team. Yeah. All oh, right. 
yeah. <laughs> I'm on a French and a German team. I've actually got a um, German weightlifting passport. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Do you speak any other language? <laughs> How does that work then? Like, what's your kind of heritage then that allows you to do that? Not really. Just asked me, they just and then I had to get, yeah, I had to get permission off um, German Weightlifting Federation and the British Weightlifting Federation, and obviously they were going to say yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're really you fun speak, competitions. You speak to any me. other languages? No. No, I'm so bad. I can't. <laughs> can't speak anything I really oh, don't worry. I've been then. away for three years and I, st- I still haven't <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just confused at how that worked then because you're like British aren't you and like yeah. how does that how does that work with being a like is it just like say Premier League rather than the countries kind of thing I don't know yeah so it is leagues um, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's the Bundesliga they, they have it in football as well right, okay, so. uh, they have it in quite a lot of sports actually um but I think on each team you are allowed to in two international lifters it can be from anywhere in the world right I think. okay or your i think it's got to be europe because they yeah. are european um yeah so that's that's how okay. it's allowed it's age, age group so under what no it's just whatever oh, it can be what any, really? what any, yeah so it's the french and the german leagues are different so the german leagues um it's a, a mix of boys and girls like on a team and you just compete against another lifting team they can be any age, any weight, but how they do it is your so you weigh in and then it's your body weight compared to the weights that you lift. Then it like it comes up with a score that you get. Okay. Um which is good because it, it's like a fair way of being able to compete against guys as well as girls. Yeah, yeah. Um but with the uh, French team, it is like girls against girls, boys against boys. It don't matter what weight you are, it's still like worked out at the same. But it's just girls against girls and boys against boys. Okay, that's good. It is, it is good well, that they can do it like that because you can get like pound for pound. Like you can be like a pound for pound the strongest <laughs> in the competition kind of thing, can't you? For yeah, your body weight, which is good. That's cool. Um, speaking of weightlifting, since we've got a background check on weightlifting from you, um, we're equality in weightlifting in terms of like the different sexes, and what is your opinion on the equality aspect of that? female athletes competing in weightlifting? Um, I can't remember if I'm just making this up or if I've heard it from British Weightlifting, but at the minute, or at least last year, there was actually more female lifters that had a British Weightlifting membership than males, um, which is interesting to know because, like, you wouldn't think so. You'd think that it was more of a male-dominated sport. Um, But... So, like, in this country, it seems that the girls are kind of taking over it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. good to see as well, especially yeah. in such a previous male-dominant sport that females are breaking through so much. It's, it's good to see. Yeah, and, like, not only are they, like, there's more girls now competing, like, there's more girls competing at higher levels, um, like, whether that be, like, nationally or internationally. Yeah, yeah that could have been, been a CrossFit sort of thing as well, like, how... Yeah. CrossFit brought weightlifting so popular as well, so it could have pushed a lot of people toward weightlifting because they tried weightlifting through CrossFit and realised, oh, fuck, I really like this. And then that, uh, Yeah, that is where most people start as well. Is so. that how you started? Yeah, that's how I started, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, it's like the way that CrossFit kind of works with it. It's like, obviously CrossFit is really intense as a sport on its own. So some people may go into it, find a new passion for the Olympic weightlifting side of it. They think, oh, CrossFit is a bit too intense for my body right now. So then they take out, I'm going to continue with the Olympic weightlifting side though. And then the kind of people build and develop from there, which is quite, quite a good way of thinking about it and good way of looking at it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, um, on the back side of that, so there's obviously more weightlifting and females, female athletes in weightlifting. Um, I see you have a page that you post into quite a lot on Instagram called, uh, is it woman don't look like that or something like that? Like or, man. What was it, sorry? You look like a man. This, right. So <laughs> my whole question is about internet abuse for female athletes, which is, it's fucking rife at the minute. I think because maybe... It. There is so much more female athletes. Maybe that's why they're getting abused. I don't know. But just explain that page and like, what, what it's all about. Um, it's basically a page that outs people on saying negative stuff to... It's not even like female athletes. It's just, it could be any type of female that goes to the gym. Right. Like the, And it's just people like... Some people are just completely out there saying you shouldn't look like this, this is disgusting. But then there's some people that come in, like, they'll say something nice, but then they'll be like, but I would never want to look like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like a, a backhanded, backhanded compliment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, like, if I ever get any on mine, like I'll out them straight away. Like I'm not one just to be like, oh, just forget about it. Like it doesn't affect me whatsoever because I really could not care less what people think of me yeah. or what I do. But like, I know that it does, it, it will get to some a lot of other people here. out there, yeah. yeah. So I think just, like, reposting it and showing that it does actually happen, because the amount of messages that I get saying, I didn't actually realise this happened so often, um, like, it's crazy. And the amount that it does, like, it just shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. Absolutely. No one, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. And especially because a lot of a lot of women are really self-conscious already. And like to sort of reinforce that self-consciousness, it's just it's pure evil. Like and men know that as well. Men know that that is probably most women's weaknesses and they are just targeting that. It's, it's just brutal. The thing is though, like it's not just men. Women do it to other women really? at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Um they, like obviously it is more guys that do it to females, but there is females that do it to other females as well. Like I had one on my page, this was a that kind of compliment. She was like, something like, oh yeah, I really admire how much training stuff, but I'd never want, I'd never want to look like you or I'd never want my legs to be as big as you. And you just think, like that first bit was really nice. Just stop, just there. stop there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like you get, um, people think you do what you do to look the way you do. And it's like looking, looking the way that I do is a byproduct of what I do. It's not, the main focus of what I'm doing. I kind of so. explain that to people. Like the amount of messages I get, like, oh, how do you train your legs? How do you do this? I'm like, I'm literally doing weightlifting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's in, absolutely brutal. The, in the scheme of like what I really like this saying, I heard it recently. It's like, um, in 2021, the only weight you should be trying to lose is the weight of other people's opinions. And um, like, I think that that kind of it resonated with me really well. And I'm like, yeah, I probably could lose a little bit of puppy fat from Christmas, but um, that, that's going to be... <laughs> stop worrying about what the people think and just you do you, boo, that kind of thing. <laughs> but, like, it, if you're not that type of person, I can understand, like, how hard it is. But, like, I, 
when I was in school, I was one of them people, like I was so self-conscious, didn't want to talk to anyone. Like I, I had friends, but I never really went outside that group of friends or I wouldn't talk to anyone unless they spoke to me. And I think actually like getting into CrossFit and getting into the gym kind of environment just builds your confidence up so much. Um, like I went to Body Power one year and like spoke on a stage with a microphone 10 minutes right. before they asked me to, which like looking back, I think that was like 2017 maybe, but in like 2015, I wouldn't have dared even walked up to someone and spoke to someone. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, just came from weightlifting and progressing yourself yeah, it's and mad and it also I think it also because you do build that confidence you also build that wall of like I don't actually care what people think anymore like if if they think what I'm doing is like not good or not something that they want to do well that's fair enough that's their opinion like yeah. why should I let that ruin my day yeah, yeah. exactly well add, adding to that like what is your advice to people who do get the views how, how should you deal with it and how should you deflect it sort of out them on it so they know what they're doing is wrong don't let that don't let them like bully you into silence obviously yeah. I know some people are like that and sometimes like I could probably keep my mouth shut about certain things but right plot twist what if it's someone <laughs> that you actually are friends with or you maybe even family how do you deal with it that way so I actually had a client that messaged me she um she sent me a video and she didn't she didn't put in, she just wanted um like advice from it um of what she could do better and when I was watching it um I noticed like someone speak to her and she like walked over to like try and hear what she was saying because obviously in the gym you can't really hear what people are saying to you because it's the music's loud so I messaged her and I was like like why did you speak to someone halfway through a lift because <laughs> obviously I didn't think anything of it like I just thought she was being distracted by one of her mates because that's usually what happens yeah. And she said, oh, this, uh, this guy was just saying to me that um, I shouldn't be lifting that heavy and maybe I should just lower the weight and, and go somewhere else. And I felt so bad because she, she actually, like she didn't stop what she was doing, but she just moved away from him and then carried on. But the fact that he pressured her that much to go up to her and say, you need to lower the weight. And then it made her move, had to move away from him. Yeah, yeah. And, like obviously when you see it online there is there's not much that you can do but if you actually see it being done in a gym like I would go and confront that person about it saying that that is not okay yeah but you, you'd be more forward than like girls I'd say in terms of <laughs> like being able to out, out people so easily but some people would be shy am I right in saying that like some people would be yeah. shy and would just curl up on a ball and just take it yeah I think if you are shy about it like either don't say anything and like report it to the gym or if you if you do want to say anything just say I don't think that comment was like was necessary yeah, and then just nice. leave, it, leave it as that yeah because I, then... I, I would just I would just say some mean stuff like yeah um, that is absolutely <laughs> crazy that that is happening that people like I'd go over I... to the biggest guy in the gym and say can you go can you go sort him out because he just no said... see that's where you're wrong that's why you have to think I am the biggest guy in the gym I'll say it <laughs> true yeah just lift them up and yeah. and jerk the fuck out of him <laughs> uh, I mean what like because I know you, you did train in like JD gyms a little bit didn't you and like I, I train in JD as well and I call I called someone out someone left a trap bar with about 220 kilo on it 
and walked away from it. And I was like, it wasn't, I wasn't going to use it. I was in the station next to him, but I went and grabbed him. I'm like, mate, you're not leaving that like that. That is, that is ridiculous. It's so bad. Like, I think you also, like, I'll always, like, strip my bar and put stuff away. But I think you also have to understand, like, it's not just females that want to use that. It's also males that are just getting into the gym. And even though it's technically, technically proven that males are stronger than females but there is some males out there that struggle to go to the gym and struggle to build strength so if you've got 200 kilo on a bar why should he then have to take all that weight off just so he can use that piece of equipment yeah no it's, exactly. it's crazy isn't it? yeah exactly well that was that was that was good we uh one ball <laughs> um, so um on the next question what do you struggle with most in terms of life as a whole, not just weightlifting, just everything? Um, I don't know. I feel, uh, I don't know because I kind of feel like it all links. So like sometimes I think I struggle with actually getting out and being sociable just because of the weightlifting side. And like my best friend, she don't really go to the gym or anything. So like if she does want to go on like a night out and stuff, it kind of always has to fit around me, which then makes me feel so bad because yeah. she shouldn't have to then fit her life around me. Absolutely. I, I, I get you. I actually watched, what was it? I was on the podcast with Matt Fraser on the one that he, I did uh, Rich Froning. I don't know if you've heard about it, but no. basically <laughs> I did Rich Froning on it. You should definitely watch it. I can't remember. I'll, link, I'll send you a link after yeah. anyway. Um, but he was talking about how much sacrifices he had to make to get where he was now. Like he was talking about uh, during his his first CrossFit Games or second, whenever he really realized he wanted to go, like win, um, he his best friend was getting married and he couldn't even go to the stag party because he was so like dedicated to his training. He said, "Look, mate, I'm sorry, but I'm not trying. To, I'm not justifying anything because this is what I want to do. But I'm not going for this reason and that's reason only." And he even his, his missus is uh, what do you call her? Um, I can't remember his wife's name, but she had to make sacrifices with him to be able to move the relationship forward. But see, finding the people in your life that want to make those sacrifices with you is the most important thing you can do. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Like, in my be- like I've been friends with my best friend for like 15, 16 years now. So it's, she, she's been through all of it with me. So she does know like what it means and stuff. But I can also see how it is hard to be my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that, that's always that's almost a point that doesn't really matter, does it? If you're friends with someone and you've got really that like, we were talking about this, it's like it's like leveling up, isn't it? It's like if you level up and then you get some friends that'll try and come up with you and then you have some friends that'll try and bring you down to their level and it's in whatever that's element what of life it is, it. it's like you need to not be around the people that drag you down. Yeah, absolutely. I like I like the analogy of all the crabs in the bucket. Because if you put like a million crabs in a bucket they're all trying to get to the top. And as soon as one gets to the top, they'll just drag, drag them back down like every time. So yeah, just picking your friends, right? And creating that circle is the best thing you can do. And especially you and your friend of 16 years, like they'll, she knows the score and you know the score. So it's good, good that you have that. So um, on the back of that, if you could tell 16 year old Frere something to benefit her in life throughout, what would you tell her and why? definitely start my nutrition get that on point <laughs> making weight for competition would have been so much easier but who wants an easy life <laughs> yeah. um also probably just like be a little bit organized with what you are doing 
um, because I think when I when I was 16, I used to stress out a lot and it, it wouldn't be over anything. But if like things didn't really go how I wanted them to, I would just stress out and I wouldn't know what to do with myself. But like from from being that age, I have learned that it's fine. Just chill out. And I'm like the most chilled out person ever now. Um, I don't really know because from being 16 to now it's kind of all just gone so fast mm-hmm. like with the journey going from crossfit to weightlifting and then it all from, started when you were 16 as well didn't it you started yeah, CrossFit that's that yeah so i i kind of literally went into that year of like i had no expectations i'd just finished school so and i knew i was going to college so i kind of knew that that was what i wanted to do but i didn't actually know what i was doing like I was just taking day by day, which is kind of what I am doing now. So to be fair, nothing's really changed, but I have had more like opportunities because of the things that I have done step by step. Yeah, it sounds like your goal has just got clearer and clearer throughout the yeah. time until now you know you you have a clear goal now compared to when you were 16, you were just winging it a bit more, but now you have that goal of yeah. whatever, yeah. Process is still similar, but the goal is a lot more clear. Yeah. And so I still, like I still yeah. I still want to enjoy the process. I never want it to feel like a, a chore or like to get to Oh absolutely goal. that's the whole point. Yeah, sure, for sure. So yeah. yeah but when, when I was sixteen, like I, I didn't even know what I was doing. So I well I still don't know what I'm doing kind of <laughs> there wouldn't be anything there wouldn't be anything specific <laughs> that I would say. Like all I probably would say is just like know that putting yourself first is fine yeah yeah no. but that i tell myself good. that now anyway so <laughs> like i still tell myself that <laughs> another little motivational question would be if you could have a billboard in the middle of a city saying whatever you wanted that millions of people can see every day what would it say and why i don't, I don't know specifically what it would say but again it would be along the lines of like just be you and don't don't care what other people's opinions are Mm-hmm. and also don't let others make you feel bad for stuff that you are that you enjoy and that you want to do yourself because really it's got nothing to do with them yeah um but then that's that's being selfish in it but <laughs> I, I think everyone needs an element of that like everyone needs to i think it's partly about like self-love a little bit it's about loving yourself enough to do something that you love to do and having that kind of appreciation for yourself if you're in a nine-to-five job that you hate, it's not saying, okay, well, I need to leave this now, but it's like, okay, well, plan and progress your way out of something like that. It's the same. I don't, I don't, I don't know where the statement came from, like this, this selfish aspect of selfish being bad in terms of like, in my opinion, you have to be selfish to move forward in life. Like if I wasn't selfish, I would never be where I am now any, by any means. And if I look, there's too many people who I've talked to in the past where they regretted not being selfish at say maybe 18, 19 where they made the decisions based on what other people wanted and then they're not where they wanted to be because yeah. of that decision yeah well like since being 16 i can't even count the amount of times that i've been called selfish and oh it's freya's world it's all about freya but for me it is because i am freya yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, yeah. like and I, I'd, I'd never make someone bad for make someone feel bad for doing something that in their head is right or they want to do i don't know but 
it, it is it is hard because it being selfish has been made a bad thing yeah. but i feel like there is a difference between being selfish because your head's massive and being selfish because it's something that so, that it means something means so much to you and you just want to do it yeah it's like getting that line it's like ego and selfish being selfish in your yeah. ego it's yeah, like we talked yesterday we talked yesterday about our egos like it was like one of the worst things you can have in this day and age and how it holds you back so much but ego and selfishness like it's it's one of one like yeah. yeah for sure um so um what is your five-year plan? We talked about how everything's had a clear goal now. So five years, even three years, if you're if you're if you're so like winging out of the seeing ahead, she's like, like I am planning my lunch today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, five years. Oh my god, it's such a long time. Um, obviously, like if it was to do with weightlifting, there in the space of five years, there is a Commonwealth Games. Um. And then at the end of that, there is an Olympic Games, I think, yeah. five years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It should work out like that. Um, obviously, they're like the biggest goals that I have like in my life right now. Yeah. Um, I have been to Commonwealth, but for this next one, the plan is to medal. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, we don't know if we're going to be in the Olympics, but yeah. hopefully, fingers crossed, we are. Yeah, fingers um, crossed. Because yeah. it's a lot of like depending on age as well. Because like, your peaking age, if, if the way it lines up with the years to come, will you be peaking at the Olympics? Do you think? Or um, I should do because I'll be around that. I think I don't know how old I'll be. Like I'll be like twenty eight, yeah. around that age. So, and usually it's around like twenty. Well, from going off the girls that are already like competing for the olympics and stuff they're around about that age so it should so run up perfectly it, yeah. it should yeah but obviously everyone's different so yeah, but yeah. i'm hoping to peak for the commonwealth games and then peak for the olympics but obviously there is competitions within each year that i do want to compete in like i haven't been yeah. to a european seniors yet so that was my goal for this year um, how many competitions is it like are you supposed to compete in in weightlifting per year? Is there like a set amount that comfortable? They say it's usually around six, but it depends what level you're at. And like I compete for two lifting leagues, so that puts another like ten competitions on top. Yeah. Uh, so like there was one year where I did like the English, the British, uh, the under twenty three is British, the European under twenty three is. Um, and then I had like five German comps and five um, in one year. French. Honestly, yeah, it was mad. There was one year where, like, for the whole from like October to April, I was just like weren't in this country. It was mad. Oh. There was one month. I think I don't know if I think it was. It might have been November. So I competed like at the start of the month. And then I had a week off and then I competed again the next week, then the following week, then I had a week off and then I was back competing again. And I was just like, how am I doing this? Like, <laughs> what? To me, that's the other question there as well. <laughs> how, how are you doing that? Like, normally, like, obviously there's a season, but it sounds like the entire year was your season there. Yes. Yeah, in weightlifting, there isn't really a season. You kind of take the time off when you have that time off. Yeah. Um, which is usually just a week after a big competition. 
Mm. Um, obviously, you can your training differs anyway. So, like, if you haven't, if you're not really building to anything, you can either work on technique or do a little strength block. Yeah. Um, but there isn't really seasons because the competitions fall throughout the year anyway. Yeah. What is your biggest achievement that you've you've had in weightlifting so far? This is a hard one, and loads of people ask me this, like when I put questions up on um, my Instagram. But it's it's going to the Commonwealth Games because, um, like, even though I didn't medal, growing up, I watched gymnastics, and gymnastics has always been in the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games. So I like when I was little, I my dream was always to be a gymnast at the Commonwealth Games or at the Olympics. Turns out that weren't my plan. <laughs> well, you might still go to the Olympics, so it's okay. Yeah, but as a weightlifter, not as a gymnast. I wanted to go as a gymnast. <laughs> just sort of sneak, sneak onto the floor, put your leotard on, and just do a couple of tumbles. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, some of the stuff that you put on your Instagram is, like, crazy. Like, watching you lift what you do one minute, and then the next second you're doing handstand shit. It's like, my God. Yeah, yeah. well, so cool honestly, see. like, I think gymnastics has just been... Well, my mum my was a gymnast, um, so I grew up just being a gymnast because that's what my mum did and I'm a really competitive person so whatever stage my mum got to in gymnastics I wanted it to be it yeah. and I did and then I quit <laughs> <laughs> oh you you're evil you, you just did. wanted to prove a point you did like the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the you edit, got to, weren't you? the Eddie Hall think, thing didn't he won the, won the world's strongest match <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah but I think because I did do it for so long like it's always got that little place in my heart where I don't don't ever want it to to leave and like I still enjoy watching the gymnastics and and doing the gymnastics my coach doesn't agree but (laughs) like if I went to gymnastics if I went back to gymnastics now I'd be such a better gymnast than I ever was 100% yeah I think that it's gymnastics it's one of them I've seen I've seen a lot of people that come from like gymnastics background and go into doing other things and they build such good foundations in throughout doing gymnastics like body the body weight strength and the flexibility work and stuff like that that it just it sets you up perfectly as like a baseline and building your foundation to then potentially go on to do something else a little bit further down the line which yeah absolutely definitely yeah i'm so i guess like alex smith he's a perfect example like Mm -hmm. how he he came from gymnastics he came in the perfect perfect athlete like Yeah. yeah well from going from gymnastics into crossfit i could do all like i could not being big headed or anything but if when the coach said oh this is a pull-up this is a toaster bar this is a muscle-up I was like oh well I can already do all that I just yeah. never touched a barbell in my life yeah so. you could you t- technically if you stuck at CrossFit you could you could be like point Olympic standard the same you're just to, basically the perfect up. athlete you're just the perfect <laughs> athlete like yeah, I think I think you've got the kind of the main base there is like of what you'd say for any kind of athlete really especially in like when it comes to gym based sports in a sense (laughs) it's like um the functional bodyweight strength and then the actual barbell technicality stuff is like like you say the perfect gym based athlete if the gym was an olympic sport you'd be classic (laughs) (laughs) you never know if if weightlifting gets chucked out at the olympics everyone knows i can can honestly see i can see the crossfit going in the olympics eventually like for sure can you 100% skateboards in it this year if that's in it then I think CrossFit yeah well yeah I was gonna say well how would the like because obviously it'd have to be something like the games where there were multiple events for it but I guess there's multiple 
multiple like events in yeah. gymnastics. Dave Castro and... just pulling the strings as usual. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we're nearing the end of a podcast. Um, what time are we on now, Adam? Uh, we're 50 up to minutes, 50 so minutes. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, so yeah. The, main, the big thing. The main <laughs> event. The moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> embarrassing story of Freire Morrow. This is what we're doing. Any guest that's coming on, this is obviously you're always your first guest, but every, every guest that's going to come on, it's, it's the one number one rule is embarrassing story because the whole podcast is all about normalizing life and normalizing embarrassing situations to make you feel more comfortable in your skin and make other people more comfortable learning from yeah. other people's that made. So yeah, take it away, Freire. I To be fair, I haven't got many because I don't, like, nothing really embarrasses me. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah, some yeah. people like get so like defensive and so like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just done that. But like, it's life. Like no one's going to do everything perfect. <laughs> I think like with weightlifting and many of girls can probably say this, but they've done a lift and like weed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> On stage? Like, yeah. Oh. Like it, obviously you can't really tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you're watching, but you know it's happened. And then when you've still got to do a joke, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know, as soon as it happens, do you know that it has happened? Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, especially when you're squatting as well, and you're like, why? Why is this happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? It's like the perfect story for like normalizing, like, because yeah, like, normalizing people doing it. Can't help, you can't help it. It's, yeah. it's one of those things. And I feel like that is a thing that girls will be embarrassed about, but. Like it happens, and you can't like you can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's obviously it's baffling to us because I think it's it's more of a thing to do with the probably the pressure and gravity. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like for like guys, obviously we we never have that that issue. Yeah, so yeah. it's something yeah. that we never even think about. Yeah, obviously don't ask someone because that's they might get embarrassed. But like, oh no, I'm asking everyone. I'm going to ask everyone. <laughs> do you wait when you squat? <laughs> <laughs> if someone's in the gym and like you see them do a squat and then they like laugh a little bit underneath yeah. or like get a bit embarrassed, you, that's why. That's probably why. I can, <laughs> just, I can just yeah. imagine though, like say you're on the, that Commonwealth stage, you've just done a, you've just done like a really really heavy clean, sat in the bottom of the squat, and you just see like you smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch that on TV yeah. and be like, I and, know what's happened. And, yeah, and there'll be like really nice pictures and they'll be like, oh, look how much she's smiling. She's enjoying it so much. But you guys will know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'll tell I you what that. is embarrassing. And this is, uh, this is, to be fair, my coach won't be embarrassed about this. So it'll be fine with telling you. But he was um, running a seminar once and um, he thought he'd get a training session in before. I don't know if you know who my coach is. It's called Giles Greenwood. Uh, no, I don't know. He, he did compete for GB um, and he got a Commonwealth Games medal and I want that. You no, know, because he's my coach. You kind of yeah, want yeah. to. Is, is that I'll new mum, the mum figure, isn't it? It's like, I just yeah, want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. quit when I beat him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and obviously, like, if you do a seminar, usually people turn up earlier than it starts anyway. And he was doing some heavy squats. <laughs> and he shit himself on one of them. <laughs> he went, I weren't even embarrassed. I finished my set off, walked into the bathroom, got changed and started my seminar. <laughs> no way. That's mad. So 
Yeah. I've, to be fair, whenever I'm lifting, I've, I post it on you on Instagram or anything. Like people who don't know anything about lifting or anything, I always message and send. Do you, do you not ever feel like you're gonna like shit yourself? Yeah. I'm like, do you know what? No. <laughs> no. no. Only time I ever get that. Do you ever do like uh, like sit in the bottom of a squat for like more than ten minutes? That that that's like <laughs> that's danger danger time. That. <laughs> that's when you're asking for trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. But uh, well, that was. That was awesome. That's all my questions up, like, yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, it's good to know prayer a bit more because um, it's going to be working with Hyper Academy hopefully in the future. So, uh, yeah, Adam, anything to say? Yeah, well, it's awesome having you on, and I think that um, obviously as you get further down your journey, it'd be awesome to have you back on as well. We might have some more embarrassing stories and more, <laughs> <laughs> more, um, more kind of news and stuff on the the whole Commonwealth journey, Olympic journey, which all sounds absolutely yeah. awesome for, um, it all sounds awesome from, from like our point of view of hearing it here. And it's, I think you've been an awesome first guest. I think, I think we've, we've yeah, nailed, started off with a bang. A virtual high five guys. We've nailed that one. <laughs> Unreal. Sure. Take care for And I hope you all the best for the future and loads of medals and look forward to working with you. Yeah. You too. Sweet. Thanks for having me on. Right, guys, that was absolutely awesome having Freya on. Um, if there's any other guests that you want us to have on, then just message me and me and Rob, and we, we'll try and sort it out the best we can. But we've got some other guests coming on in the future. We've got we've got a few little people lined up, which will be absolutely awesome as well, won't it, mate? Is there anything you want to say before we wrap everything up? No, I'm still trying. To, I'm I'm still coming down from the whole interview thing because I, I it was like a first podcast jitters again. Like it was I was shaking. Yeah. <laughs> Getting them nerves going. It was good though, it felt good and I'm looking forward to doing much more. Yeah, no, yeah, it was good. And like I say, it's it's showing people in like a normal light, which I think podcasts do in general anyway, and that's what the whole point of what normalizing life is. But we want to go that step further and like see the fact that this shit that happens to everybody happens to everybody, never mind if they're a a, a top level athlete, if they're a uh, an Instagram influencer with yeah, absolutely. thousands of followers. This is like, this is why I asked. This is why I asked more like personal questions. Like I'm sure she's used to getting asked questions about weightlifting and stuff like that from every podcast she's been on. But yeah. I want I want to know what she struggles with. I want to know like that that internet abuse with female athletes. Like I want I want everyone to know this shit so people can normalize yeah. it and people can understand that they can fight back and that sort of aspect of things. So. I definitely think we've, we've nailed that. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you did, leave a rating. If you are watching on um, if you are watching on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely awesome. If you are on YouTube, give the video a like. Make sure you subscribe as well. Follow for all of our new podcasts. If you follow me and Rob on Instagram, you will know all the news about all of the new podcasts and whatnot coming up as well and we post some great content don't we mate so we might do. Well, well, anyway. mostly you i just post videos <laughs> of me lifting, lifting stuff <laughs> yeah guys so that is everything hopefully you enjoyed and we will see you in the next one bye guys bye.